Welcome, everybody. Today, we have with us a very special guest. Actually, we have an intro now. So let me make sure yeah, I've got that. Read through it in the most natural mm, yes. voice. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Cool Takes, the only bad movie podcast where the bad movies are good, actually. Every week, we mount a sincere and unironic defense of an unpopular movie in the hopes of successfully gaslighting our audience into having bad taste. My name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Adeline McMurray. And my name is Keisha Rhodes. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jordan Morris, here to talk about the prequel, remake, reboot, whatever, of <laughs> The Thing from 2011. It's at Yay. least like three of those. It's, it's one, <laughs> at least. It's, it's multi-categorical. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say right up front, uh, perhaps the reason, perhaps at least one of the reasons you could speak to this, Jordan, that y you uh, listened to me when I came to ask you is because uh, I called into your podcast about two years ago, uh, entering a picture of my pet snake with some little inside jokes from the podcast on it uh, for a, a contest you were holding about... Pets listening to your podcast. And in the process, I don't fully remember what the entire bit was, but I did earn this shirt from you. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember the shirt, certainly. I don't remember the snake, but uh, the shirt is certainly ringing some bells. Yeah, we... Yeah, that is a strange, like rayon shirt with cat silhouettes all over it. With a... terrifying little eyes. <laughs> yeah, it um yes, a fan mailed it to us. Uh it, it 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 very nice gift but didn't didn't fit either one of us and um the fabric irritated my skin, so we thought it would be a good giveaway to, and the you know, other potentially give someone else a rash. <laughs> the other major selling point, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly, was the scent. Uh it had uh, a particular odor that you were having trouble describing on the podcast, and that okay. was the real exciting when when uh, Brian sent me this in a box, was being able to open yeah, it and experience that for the first time. Like, you, you really, you know, and it came out in the wash after a couple times, but sure. event, right <laughs> in that times. moment, I was like, I under, like, I know what they're talking right. about. I know, and now I understand in a way that no other listener does. Um, you cannot put words to describe. <laughs> so you, so this shirt, this shirt, um, this weird smelling, weird feeling cat shirt, mm -hmm. has it made its way into your? Are you just wearing it today as a bit, or is this something you just like will wear? A little know, bit of both. I I felt a little bit bad. Obviously, <laughs> you know, part of it was that it was a quite large shirt that would not fit most people. It's huge. When I when I had it. I tried to take it to, like, a couple of places to, like, get it, like, you know, to, like, a tailor to get right. it, like, done in so it might fit me. But basically everybody said, like, it would be extremely expensive to do that. We would basically just be taking the fabric and making a new shirt at that point. So <laughs> right. what I found was that in certain circumstances, I can just wear it with a jacket and it would disguise the fact that it basically is like a wingsuit oh. on me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So if that's I would just in right now though, that's kind <laughs> of it? rolled up the sleeve. Yeah, no, it like absolutely is like super oversized. Okay, sure. Well, then maybe you need, like you need like high waisted pants with like a flashy belt. So yeah. not skinny jeans. It's a it's yeah, a winter some big time white shirt. some big white sneakers. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the equivalent of like what do you call it when you have the like fake shirt that goes underneath your your dress? Uh, what do you call oh, yeah. that? I know uh, what you're talking about. That's like about. just I don't think this much of a any. shirt. Anyway, that thing, that's what this is for me. It's just like a shirt that goes underneath the jacket. If I had okay. to take the jacket off, not a not yeah. a move. Not, not a, a viable option. <laughs> no, sure. So but, no matter how hot it gets, you are leaving on the jacket. Precisely. Yeah. Not you a have strip poker outfit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Find so, a new uh, shirt for strip poker. Yes. You uh, want to have like, you know, tearaway stuff for that, I guess, too. Anyway. You want to be prepared for that, strip poker. I mean, I can't get out of it. I can get out of it pretty easily. Like, it just takes a little bit of slithering. Like, it'll just fall right off. If it <laughs> okay, comes well, maybe it's, maybe it's good for strip poker. All right, uh, well, maybe we should play strip poker then. Eh? 
So, Jordan, you selected The Thing from 2011. Right. The prequel remake of The Thing. Sequel, whatever, yes. Uh, do you want to yeah. just talk about your relationship with this movie? What is it about it that made you made you think uh, of it? Sure. So I, so I saw this movie at an advanced screening when I was doing a job where I had to, like, do press junket interviews, you know, um, those kinds of interviews that you see a lot on, like, the local news where, like, it's a celebrity in a hotel room with a poster behind them. And then <laughs> right. they kind of cycle in the reporters and each one sits down with the cast for, you know, four minutes and ask three questions. And then they just kind of like do that for two days and get, you know, all these interviews. So I did, that was my job for a while was doing those. And so I, you know, would see a lot of movies in advance and uh, which was very fun and, you know, it's a little more fun than just going to see a movie at a theater because it's, you know, it's free. And sometimes they kind of wine you and dine you. Sometimes you get free snacks. Sometimes there's a little like party afterwards. And it's like a very fun way to see movies. Mm. And I think it like colored how I thought about a lot of those movies because they were really fun experiences. And I also got to see them without like influence, like, um, you know, I, and I think especially with like genre stuff and franchise stuff, there's a, a little bit of like groupthink happens because by the time, you know, movies in theaters, you've read, you know, 10 days of Internet reactions right. and mm -hmm. read a bunch of reviews and people who have takes on the trailer. And so by the time you're in the movie, you feel like you've already you know, kind of heard what the consensus is. So I kind of got to see these movies in a vacuum and ended up liking them <laughs> and then later found out that they were in fact reviled movies and I was very wrong. Yeah. Right. Exiting the vacuum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it, it was interesting. So I saw this movie to do the press junket and like had a lot of fun and you know, when it came out, I'm like, hey, guys, this like thing prequel they put out is actually kind of good. And then people are like, no, it's not. It sucks. It, you know, ruined my childhood, ruined the franchise. And, uh, my oh, I guess you hate classic cult horror. Right. Like yeah, I guess I do. I guess. I, and I, I, I really like I mean, this is the coldest take in the world. But the original thing is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's totally great. Like, you know, even if this movie is pretty good, like it, you know, does not touch that original the original is awesome mm -hmm. um so yeah it was a weird experience and i and so yeah so i've always in my so i've only i i watched it again for this mm -hmm. but i had only seen it the once and i in my mind it was kind of an example of it, it feels like people didn't watch this movie cold uh pun intended because of the arctic uh -huh. setting that they kind of went in with the group think in place that it sucked and right. ruined the original and nobody actually liked it. So anyway, so that's, that's, that, that's kind of how I felt about the thing going into my rewatch. Right. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm, I was exactly right. Rewatching this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I can. So watching this again, like once it gets going, right. It, is a ton of fun. I think that some of the suspense stuff is great. Some of the monster stuff is great. Uh, it's a, yeah, just a fun monster horror delivery system. Yeah. It is very weird how they went about <laughs> making it both a remake and a prequel at the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, you know, so confusing. So, yeah, so I think I, I watching this again, I'm like, well, I was kind of wrong. This does m mostly suck, but <laughs> but has a lot of fun parts, and I right. think a really fun lead performance from Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who yep. is like mm -hmm. great in a lot of bombs. That's I think her, you know, yeah. Win yeah. Win win her, win her. Win's Mary Elizabeth Winstead bad? You're happy to see her. Yeah, yeah. she'll show up in a Gemini Man and knock it out of the park, and you'll just be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, absolutely yes a Ab abraham lincoln vampire hunter yeah. uh <laughs> you know i know we all kind of like scott pilgrim now but at the time it was a huge yeah. bomb yeah uh she's i I, don't, I think this is maybe a 
not quite a bomb, but she's so good in that Harley Quinn movie, mm. um, which I think was maybe like a little bit of a letdown, um, right? Uh, you know, audience wise, but a, a really cool movie, and she's great in it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so I think she's great in this. There's some really fun scares, some good suspense. Yeah, a, 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 a weird way to go about following up a classic movie yeah Yeah. um but yeah but it's but yeah but kind of like on its own it is a fun monster delivery system and you know kind of a yeah a fun inconsequential spooker so i i do have some some research that i've done that will sort of elaborate on some of this stuff i do want to ask though jordan did you get to do any of the interviews at this prince joke did you get to talk did you get to ask three questions to Joel Edgerton or anybody, or were you just there? I did, yeah. So I did the ed, and I remember this one was kind of fun because uh, they had a they had a themed maze at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Oh, Oh, that's so cool! So that was that was the idea is that the movie would open and then people would be able to go to Universal Studios and do this like maze. Mm -hmm. And and they did the interviews. The upside down head of your friend just yeah exactly splitting open. Uh That's fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They took casts of everyone's face before they showed up (laughs) and they were like, "Don't worry about it. You'll see what happens later." Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, they, yes, and they, and they, yes, they, before you went in to do the interview, they cast your friend's face, so they yeah. called all, every reporter's <laughs> yeah, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, we got him! <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was in the budget. Yeah, Jordan, <laughs> Universal is calling me? Uh, uh, they I guess I'll I go. To, they, I guess I need to go down there for eight hours? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, no, so you, they did the interviews in... Uh, like rooms of the maze, so it was like a fun and Ooh. you know if if you anybody's ever been to those Universal Studios mazes, they're so well done. They like look like professional sets, really fun. So yeah, like high high fun factor for the junket. I I actually looked around and tried to see if it was still living online anywhere. I couldn't find it, but um, uh, so you'll just have to imagine <laughs> how cool it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. It was one of those things where I was kind of coming out of going, Hey, that was fun. The movie's really good. This is probably going to be a hit. And then everyone hated it. And (laughs) if I said I kind of liked it, I was dumb. So, so here, so this movie is directed by a man named, uh, I'll do my best. Uh, (laughs) Mathis von Heinengen Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is, uh, does not have any other feature film credits except for, uh, a Dutch language movie that just came out earlier this year in the dead of the oh. pandemic. Okay. Uh, well, he's still working. That's good. You he's hate, working. You, know, you hate to hear about people going to movie jail because of their right. bomb. So it's nice mm-hmm. that he can go to, you know, the Netherlands and <laughs> yeah. maybe so, his ancestral home. I don't know. Here, so it is. He he is a Dutch filmmaker. Yes. Uh, scrolling through his Wikipedia and like clicking on some some links, what I found is getting some malware. He. Uh, Basically, you know, he was working his way up. He was a, a commercial director in America for a while. Um, I don't know if he did any commercials that would be, like, especially memorable, but he was, like, working in that area. Um, and apparently his big break was going to be, in, like, 2009, was uh, Army of the Dead, which oh. did finally come out earlier this year, but has apparently just been a script that's been floating around for really? like years, oh, and years, and years and years and years and years. Wow, that's that's crazy. So the Zack Snyder Army of the Dead, yeah, has um, been in development hell for that right. long. Huh? They were trying. Wow. So he wrote that script after he directed wow. Dawn of the Dead. Okay, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm. Um, wow. And he was a producer on it, and he attached this guy, this commercial director, to it. Right. But eventually, it fell through. It didn't work sure. out. Um, but because of that story, like his name was kind of getting floated around. Right. And at least according to his own story that's quoted on the Wikipedia here, uh, he called his agent, like this thing fell through. He doesn't have anything lined up anymore. Uh, and the agent was like, well, what kind of things are you interested in? Like, you're kind of a name now. Like people know who what you are. What kind of things? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> and apparently well, what he one said. one thing in particular that I'm interested yeah. in. It's Freddy Krueger. He li- like, no, oh, but he literally. Freddy. You can do the thing. <laughs> he literally does say, I mean, I don't know. I'm Dutch. I always really liked the, the like Norwegian crew at the beginning of the original thing. Is anybody doing a thing? 
anytime soon. And they right. were like, thing for thing? Yes, actually. And they like got him on the <laughs> horn with Universal Studios. So just like perfect timing. Yeah. Like he yeah. he was interested at the time they wanted to do a remake. Yeah. And it was just like this magic thing where it was like he was just in this perfect moment where he could apparently just like kind of get into whatever he wanted. And they already happened to have this thing lined up, which I just think is so fascinating. And, like, you know, especially because this thing is so weird. The other, like, major behind-the-scenes story that I think a lot of people know about this movie, if 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 they've looked into it, is, like, that uh, apparently on set they had, like, that's the biggest thing that people rag on this movie for. It's, like, it's all CG, there's too much, like, weird computer mm-hmm. effects, like, it doesn't feel as real, it doesn't feel as visceral uh, uh, as the... Uh, uh, as the original, um, but apparently when they were filming the movie, they had it set up that they had all these like really advanced, really sophisticated, like practical monsters that they were using. Uh, so I, I actually, so I watched this movie on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, when you do these junkets, sometimes I'll send you the Blu-ray afterwards when Ooh. it comes out. And I had this thing in the wrapper and it just followed me to three apartments. <laughs> this movie came up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I own that movie. So yeah. I unwrapped this uh, 10-year-old Blu-ray and I watched the special features uh, at the end. And, yeah, it's really interesting. There was a lot of cool practical effects that, you know, I think in were supposed to be supplemented with CGI. So right. there was these cool kind of monsters and they kind of explained like, okay, so this – little bit will be cgi but you know so i think the idea was to have kind of the best of both worlds yeah combine the best elements of the two yeah right right and then uh so yeah so but but i guess yes just in the end the studio kind of got cold cold ha 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 it's in the arctic feet and uh you know, just wanted everything painted over with CGI. So right. anyway, so yeah, if, if for some reason you you want to research this movie more, uh, those special <laughs> features are kind of cool. You do get to see, yeah, you know, kind of what could have been, how the, because right. the practical stuff genuinely does look great. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I was features. curious, because you hear that story and you're like, in your brain, you're just like, it must have been incredible. That must be some kind of secret masterpiece. But you're like, you don't really know. Like, at the end of the day, I might have just looked really bad. And that's why they yeah, did it. So yeah, it's good to know that it actually so. did but turn thought, out well. Like with Bird Box, like they had like a con- a conceptual like idea of what the, the monster was. But for... Um, I don't remember the character, any of the characters' names, but for that, well, it's, it's it was like build. a giant baby floating head, and they were like, "That's bad." Oh, I don't I think, think I heard about just, that. That's but, funny. Yeah, that's it was like whatever your fear is, it's represented in the monster, and because she was like afraid of being a mom, so it was like a so weird, a gross baby floating head. baby head. Oh no! Like, oh, that's not scary, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that. Mm. I was about to say, me coming into this film, I have never seen the original thing, and it's because oh. I am the biggest baby on the planet. <laughs> I don't like horror. I don't like body horror. That's not my thing at all. So going into this movie, when Jackson just told me we're doing the thing, we're doing the thing. I was like, oh, uh, the guy from Fantastic Four, right? It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Been grim. It is oh, clobbering cool. yeah, time. It's clobbering time. <laughs> it was yeah. like, I was like, oh, did he have a movie? I didn't know that. No, that's not what I mean, there are some people who get pretty thoroughly clobbered in this one, though. They do get very clobbered. (laughs) I want to see the Ben Grimm film, though. Are are we ready for that, Marvel? We'll see. (laughs) Hey, Marvel. We're doing anything we want now. Can we do that? (laughs) Sure. Give give Ben Grimm a Disney Plus. Give him Disney Plus. He's got to open a daycare or something. I don't know what they're doing. Gets an animated spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. But my perspective going into this is once I figured out what the movie actually was, I, so yesterday I get these terrible, terrible migraines that mimic strokes. So that's oh where I was yesterday. Wow. It's yeah. not good. But so I was like, I like was dealing with that all day and I got into the evening and I was like, okay, I'm feeling better. I've still got a little bit of a headache. Like I'll sit down and I'll watch the thing. And then I saw that screenshot of the guy where his like face comes off. And I was like, if I watch this right now, <laughs> I'm not going to be okay. It's right. not going to end well for me. So I waited. I went to sleep. I woke up this morning. I felt so much better. And then I watched it this morning. 
and then in watching it i was like oh i made the right decision because this movie's gross (laughs) sure very gross gross. it certainly is and that's what's good about it (laughs) we were referencing we're a little jealous of you i think jordan because you had the luxury of watching on blu-ray the rest of us watched it on our favorite (laughs) streaming service tubi tv uh, nice. Where we got to have uh, erectile dysfunction and Olive Garden yeah. ads, La- loud, loud, progressive commercials. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than watching a man just get exploded by an alien and digging into like his intestines to then be offered endless pasta by Olive Garden. There's no better feeling. Right. <laughs> like, I'm very hungry right now. Are you looking for love? Mm. Eharmony might be the way for you. You're like, right. Man, yeah. I guess I am. I just watched that guy's face get molded into another guy's face. I don't want to interact with anybody. <laughs> that's right. love right there. Yeah, that's, and, and that's with, those, with those, you know, streaming services that insert the ads, they always come at weird times, the most jarring yeah. times, <laughs> and you always have to see the same, over the course of a 90-minute oh, yeah. movie, you oh, see yes. the same Jake from State Farm ad <laughs> nine times. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I feel like I'm ready for love because of my eHarmony ads. Right. Uh, yeah, and I guess everybody gets their too. own targeted. Uh, I guess yeah. everybody gets their own targeted <laughs> ads. So. I but I got the erectile dysfunction one, <laughs> and let me tell you, I've never had an erection, and so maybe that's actually. So yeah, who needs it more you need than help. you? That I sounds as defunct as it's possible to be, Keisha. Right. Yeah. I know. I've got a lot of problems. When it comes say, to I got endless pasta <laughs> from Olive Garden, and I got the Applebee's hot wings that are breaded in hot Cheetos. Funny. I saw a commercial for that. I today. got that one too. I got a lot of red food oriented ones, which just right. seemed mean <laughs> on Tubi's part. It just seems like a mean good. prank to pull. Might be good. Yeah, maybe maybe good. I don't know. <laughs> Just people a lot like of hot bread Cheetos. exploding gooiness, and they're like, "Do you want some flaming hot wings?" And I'm like, "No." I if don't. you had to, if you had to come up with the like Denny's Red Robin like tie-in menu for the 2011 remake <laughs> of the thing, mm. do you think it would be better to lean into it and be like, "Oh yeah, we've got you know like ground beef, we've got you know <laughs> stuff slathered we've in ketchup, got ground beef in a t-shirt can." Or, sure, or, maybe like a maybe it's like a meat that you don't know what it is. You know, Ooh, like it's like mm-hmm. is you know because there's a lot of like oh are they human are they aliens the so it burger. could just be like oh right is this turkey have... is it beef who knows <laughs> who yeah who knows this, what this is, burger is this is what you do is you tell them it's a burger but there's just like a thin amount of hamburger beef around like a chicken patty. So you're like, oh, oh yeah, oh, that would oh, be. This is a burger, and then <laughs> or maybe like, what if like, is this yeah, thing? <laughs> if everybody in your party gets it, and one person has the secret chicken, chicken. and you yeah. have to find out who's got the chicken. It's a party pack. It's a party pack. Yeah, right, you know exactly. What, you know, like Christmas, uh, in like in Mexican traditions, they have that bread, and one slice of the bread has the little plastic baby Jesus in oh, it. Sure. And if you get it, you like a, you get good luck. Just that. But I'm imagining like a raspberry filling, and you're like cut into it, and then whoever gets the little plastic baby is the one who is the imposter. Right. <laughs> like to just that. Yeah. We need. That's kind of fun. It kind of adds an escape room element to going to Denny's. You know, like. <laughs> I've always said that fast casual places idea. need more meals that are profoundly distressing. Sure. Yes. Like you it there's not enough there's not a thrill. Listen, these Gen the Z's, they're not into food, they're into experiences. Right, yeah, right. They don't yeah. want a pancake. They want a pancake that's they want a bleeding pancake. Fear for your life. Yeah. Um I do think though that the special effects in this movie, like as much as they are obviously like, not on par with the, like, insane practical effects of the original movie, which, mm-hmm. like, you know, I watched it again a, a few weeks ago, and that movie, like, it it feels like the hokey thing to say, but you're just like, I have no idea how they even did that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there are just, like, these, like, little, like, tiny, like, tendril tentacles that just, like, yeah. shoot out of things and, like, wrap around people, and it's, like, done in 1982 or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, I have no oh, idea. No, Kurt Russell. <laughs> like I don't know what they did outside of just getting a real thing. Yeah, uh, it's a documentary. They actually. did actually. It was a hired stunt performer. Uh, but I think that like in this remake, like obviously it doesn't work on that level. Obviously it's not nearly as real and visceral. But I think if you just sort of like take it at its own word, I think it does have like more of a 
schlockier, more energetic energy to it. Oh, like totally, yeah. that second one where the woman, like you know, kind of comes apart and Ugh. turns into this like running monster, where it's just this like CGI flesh. The head is so mass, far back, just yeah. like running around at full speed, like chasing after people. Like that is a much different kind of fun than mm-hmm. you know seeing that dog's face come apart like a yeah jungle flower. <laughs> Also, yeah, it's so it, crispy. It's <laughs> burnt, and that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it is like it is a it is like a ton of fun. Uh, when when it gets going, it takes a right. little while to get going, and there's some kind of like. But I mean, I I guess the original. I guess you don't. I guess you care about Kurt Russell because he's awesome, and <laughs> you know it's just fun to see Wilford Brimley. I guess, but of it's course. not like those are super developed characters. No. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's good. Kurt Russell's got that great intro to the beginning where I, if, if people haven't seen it, the intro is um, Kurt Russell like drinking whiskey in this, uh, you know, at this Arctic research station and playing like computer chess. And then, mm-hmm. isn't it kind of the thing where the computer beats him and he like dumps the whiskey on the yeah. computer? Is that yeah. am I? I believe he dumps it into the disk drive of the computer. <laughs> right. It's like awesome. It's like peak Kurt Russell. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's like all the character development that happens, right. I think. Yeah. I have not seen it in a while, so I could be missing something. It's, so, you know, the fact that this movie, you know, kind of has thin characters is like, well, it's that it's, the, it's, the, the original yeah. kind of did, too. Yeah, it's so. not like really the problem. I, I'm right. happy to know that you're coming at this a little bit more measured because the rest of us all watched it. We were all like. Uh, and we were like ready to match your energy if you were like yeah. I love the thing 2011 I think it's better than the original we'd be like okay yeah let's dig into it but like I don't yes, know yes it is <laughs> like right. knowing it's it we're better. all kind of mixed. it's yeah. a better movie but no. it doesn't need to be better than the original no. you know yeah, exactly. I think that is like yeah. a huge thing with these remakes everyone's like well, you think that you're gonna replace the original and it's like no like we're just trying to have a fun time we're just trying, yeah we're just trying to fucking have some monsters and, yeah well yeah. And it's you know, yeah. Because the original movie, like the way that they introduce, like the the remake, the prequel, the whatever it is, has this whole like, oh here's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's a paleontologist, and like the whatever the corporate guy comes in and is like, I need you, are you willing to come out to the Arctic? And she's For like, science. Do I have time to right. think about it? Like, and no, I'm, it's an emergency. And I'm not telling you what it is. Yeah. yeah. So Whereas the original those. is literally, it's the equivalent of just like. So there's these guys, right? They're in the Arctic. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, that's it, you know? And guess what? There's yeah. a certain confidence to that that I think is sort of lacking. There's this very, like, by the numbers, like, here's your protagonist. Here's what you, like, here's you know, where they in come the beginning, from. In the beginning, when she's doing, the, you introduce her, she's, like, looking at an old bear skeleton. She's listening to Who Can It Be Now on yeah. her headphones. It's oh, very fun. She's so I, I like that. I'm like, this is good. It's very fun. That- <laughs> I had, I thought... I think I was just reading that scene wrong. I thought she had a dinosaur just there. I thought, where did she get that? Oh, yeah, sure. She's already working on it. Being a bear makes so much more sense. But But yeah, because I was like, like, she's a a paleontologist. There's a thing here. I'm like, is that a dinosaur? Where did you get that? Wait a minute. Uh, I do think, though, that, like, in terms of, you know, we, we already sort of touched on how it's, like, weird how it's, like, a prequel because it is riffing on, like, the events of the original one. Adeline, I don't know if you know, like, the very beginning, they show up in the Arctic and there's this Norwegian team that's already been destroyed by the monster. And mm-hmm. the dog, I'm sure you saw because they, like, recreate the whole intro of the oh, original yeah, at the, the end. end. And, like, the yeah, dog comes yeah. out and they're trying to shoot it down. And they and so they just arrive and they've got this dog. And they're like, what even happened? What killed this other Norwegian team? So mm-hmm. the bit here is that, like, this is the movie about that Norwegian team. And okay, you know what? Yeah. If, like, a young, hot, um, up-and-coming, like, Norwegian director, like, pitched you his take about the Norwegian bit from the beginning of the thing, that probably sounds yeah, like a pretty yeah. interesting take. But like, yeah, and there's a cool again. Again, this is guy who watched the special features on the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a fun bit of the of the special features where they kind of go through all the little details in the prequel mm-hmm. and show how they line up to the sequel. So you know, uh, uh, in the original, they find an axe stuck in the wall. So they mm-hmm. go to the moment in our movie, the 2011, where someone sticks an axe in the wall. Right. And you know, none of it's like super innovative, but like. It's just it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. You put in the work. Like, y- yeah. You only catch it if you are an obsessive fan of the original or 
you watch the special features on the Blu-ray. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Which I think a might lot make of you obsessive. Who, who's sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so yeah. So again, I think a lot of people just seeing this in the theater didn't go like, oh, there's an axe in the wall because there was an axe in the wall mm -hmm. in the original. Right. You know. So, mm -hmm. but I'm like, you know what? I think this is kind of cool. I, I, it's neat. Yeah. It's a neat way at it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, I give it some points for that. But again, not something you would necessarily catch just like cool yeah. watching this. And as far as I mean, in the modern age, we like to really dunk on prequels and sequels because we like sure. there's no original content, even though there definitely mm. is. But like, I don't know, like the biggest thing that always bugs me about sequels or prequels, if I feel it, it's that feeling of it just being a cash grab, if it's like, okay, course, we yeah. have to do a sequel, so we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. But like this movie never really feels like that. And I think it comes from the director being like, I want to direct the thing and I want to like make it Norwegian. Mm -hmm. Like, great. Like it, it never feels like i don't know it's like it never feels lifeless like it always feels like we're trying to do something we're having fun right. we're matching it to the old movie like i can tell that people cared about this and put effort into it yeah so like i don't know it doesn't i don't like just saying like it's a sequel and it's bad and it's not sure. the original like well like they're having fun they're doing a thing yeah. like i don't know <laughs> it feels wrong just to be like it's bad and to me like the weirdest thing about it is that like the reason you want to say like oh prequel remake kind of whatever it's because, like, it is, like, literally a prequel, but it is also, like, moving through the beats of the original movie, like, sure. almost one-to-one. -one, the whole system. It is system. a prequel where the same things happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, well, like, he can only do one thing. It can only do one thing. That's you know? true. The it's thing has kind of got a thing. Sure. That it yeah. does. It, <laughs> and it also can turn things into cotton candy. I don't know. Like, right. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't, we don't get any new. Power? It's got frost breath now? Yeah. yeah, it really comes in handy in Antarctica. And it's like, okay, we have a scene where we all have to test each other and see, right. you know, in the first movie, they do like a blood test where yeah. the like yeah. blood reacts to a electrical charge or something. And that's like the scene where they're looking to see who has fillings in this, yeah. you know? So, it, so yeah, it, that's a weird part of it is that it is a prequel where a lot of similar things happen, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, which, you know, maybe implies a strange kind of time loop yeah, I guess so. Happening of, and I mean, the third movie not that was exactly apart. like that. Then I would be down. Like, yeah, we got to lean over in. And you're yeah. like, it's yeah. really similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but There's I all these bases out there that the thing gets in. Right, just <laughs> base after Hollywood base after country base. To country. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. what's going on over here in Germany? It's the same sure. thing. Whoa, like, you know. that happened again. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, check. Are you still wearing your watch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the watch testing scene. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, like, uh, in terms of just, like, what, like, if I approach this movie thematically, I think that, like, part of the magic of the original one is sort of that these guys are all, like, kind of on a level playing field, right? It's, like, nine guys who all do kind of similar jobs, and they're all, like, in this together. And suddenly, you know, you know, obvious parallel, it's like this Lord of the Flies thing, where suddenly they're all, like, skeptical of each other, and they're isolated from the outside world and all this stuff. Um, I think a lot... Uh, I really love the, the Blake Check podcast, and when they did an episode on the original The Thing with Emily Vanderwerf, she has this this thing that she talks about where she talks about the thing as a trans allegory in a way of like mm -hmm. this way of like, you know, feeling like you look and exist like these other men around you. But like having something be different in this really demonstrable way that you can't quite figure out. And like, you know, there's always been a lot of discussion about like, do the people who are the thing know that they're the thing or not is kind of the classic mm -hmm. like question about it. And it's like ties into this whole thing. Um, and I think the thing that this movie sort of approaches thematically in a way that the original one doesn't is the fact that like, I think like the fact that it's Mary Elizabeth Winston in the lead is, is really important because I think the main like sort of idea in this is just kind of the way that people are just immediately skeptical of like women in a male dominated field, you know, even before the thing shows up, like there's a lot of hostility towards her in a lot of ways. And when well, it's exasperated like, oh, she's by this scheming thing to like get power, like, right. she's like tricky. Like she's like in it to win it. Like that kind of thing like, yeah. from the beginning. They're like, you're not in charge. Shut up like that the whole time. Yeah. Also, there's that foil woman who 
mm-hmm. eventually becomes backbend, uh, burnt to a crisp stomach <laughs> woman, mm-hmm. um, who like is very emotional and she's like crying and which on to be fair, their friend does get, uh, chomped up and then they cut the thing open and look through his gross decaying face yeah that's yeah. The worst i feel part. like more people should have been reacting sure. <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah were a reacting. lot of people are pretty enough. calm with both <laughs> learning that there are aliens and yeah that they are killing us i love that dissection scene oh, that's so great, great. Oh, it's I like so a good, good dissection scene and yeah cutting the like and that's a good example of like a cool practical, you know, yeah. monster corpse. Yeah. And they've got the guy's face inside when they, anyway, just cool. Like a translucent skin. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Adeline doesn't like dissection scenes. I watched I Blade 2 in the living room one time and Adeline talks about it all the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the Blade 2 dissection scene. It's maybe the worst scene ever. Okay. I do not like <laughs> it. I don't remember it. I, Blade 2 is great, but yeah. But, I, well, because they have the, their aliens or, or not their aliens, their vampires are like the terrifying. Right like the ultra vampires the or whatever. Vampires. Yeah, 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 so they kill one and they like chop it all up and it's like, mm, gross. It's awesome. <laughs> Don't like it's the best. I mean, like, mm, I've Denny's. done like my fair share of cadaver work. So this was like good. I felt really good about yeah. this yeah. section scene. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you have experience. Like, was it very professional? Like, can we do the like wired, like let's ask a real medical student. Yeah. How accurate yeah, was really, that? Like- was that dissection? <laughs> Um, with all of the bodies I've encountered, I've found no tiny bodies inside. Mm. Um, but I've also only done human cadaver work. I right. guess that's not true. I, I you know pigs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I I was hoping for more tendrils. Off, so what off what is the protocol if you open up a pig and there's a person inside? Is there like a code word for that? You have to you say just... we have to keep moving forward for science. Mm. For science. Mm. The body will decay. And then Science's when someone offers to destroy it for you, you have to say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think this movie's proof that we have to stop doing science, actually. Yeah. Like, we got to stop looking out <laughs> in the Let's shut things. it down. Let's yeah. shut down science. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't need to keep looking around in the ocean. Like, we found it. Get out of there. <laughs> right. Only bad things come worse. from it. Let's go back to trying to figure out magic. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fun. What's yeah. not fun? Nothing Your bad would ever happen heat. if we had magic. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, only good things. I've seen Harry Potter. Don't yeah. you know that? I've seen a few minutes of him. a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it's working out okay for those shopping. guys. Yeah, that was all fun. Shopping seems fun. <laughs> and I turned it That's off. What... Yeah. We could all be squishing <laughs> and flicking all day. Yeah. <laughs> Not That's the part where my grandma walked up and she turned the TV off and she said, "That's the end of Harry Potter." And I went great. <laughs> cool. Magic's great. Cool. Uh, I do think like. I wonder how good of a move it is to sort of establish, like, the sort of default form of the alien. Like, right at the beginning when they dig it out of the ice. Like, they're very careful to, like, not let you get a good look at it, but it's still just, like, here's the alien. It's got, like, four legs and a head or whatever, which I am not a big fan of because, like, obviously in the original one, it's just, like, nothing. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, flesh and lumps and tentacles and whatever just this mass that like a mouth could come out of anywhere there's no up there's no down it's just like flesh and Mm -hmm. you have no idea how close you are to the nearest tooth and like i have an appreciation (laughs) of alien stuff that like references how weird and gross things that we have in the real world are like the (laughs) fact that he like looks like a big crab is great because right, crabs yeah. are really gross and we just yeah, never take time awful. to think about how gross crabs are so i like that this movie gives you the time and place to think about how gross crabs are because the monster just looks like one like this movie because we watched uh alien versus predator a while ago right. and this movie reminds me of that a lot and mainly because it's set in the arctic but a lot of yeah. stuff like that and alien versus predator is very much riffing on the original thing in a lot of ways oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but like did that kind of like alien organic like this idea that like all organics in the universe are at least somewhat tied to the same kind of thing so i like i like that he looks like a crab like i like that he is like this like creature that we don't understand where i start to not like it is when i picture that weird crab flying a spaceship that's when it kind of falls apart (laughs) because i don't know how he's gonna do that (laughs) 
Because, yeah, I thought that the implication would be like, oh, there's some... It's like Alien, right? Where it's like, oh, there's some yeah, other right. alien that, like, brought it down. And this but, is like, like a, an animal yeah. and they're, like, dudes. But, yeah, yeah it seems like they kind of are insinuating no, that, like, the thing dude. was yeah. driving the spaceship. He was punching in <laughs> coordinates and, like, trying to figure out where <laughs> to go. crab hands. <laughs> Who can... Maybe they're hyper-intelligent. Maybe. If that's the same thing with, like, um, uh, the A Quiet Place monster mm. or aliens mm-hmm. where they're like they came from space and you're <laughs> right. like okay how we really could have used a <laughs> they just did <laughs> yeah. we really could have used one of those whiteboard scenes in this movie where oh, you pan yeah. over and the it's quiet like place whiteboard. what is their weakness <laughs> yeah. i think about that all the time it's so funny sure. i know it's a hacky thing to make fun of but i laugh every time i see it. it's like love, what is know, their I weakness love. question mark question mark sound <laughs> question mark question mark Hunting packs, yeah. yeah. Fire, yeah. Like, uh, what is the Pepe Sylvia? Pepe Sylvia. Exactly. The... <laughs> Carol, Carol. <laughs> um, Every movie should have that scene. But yeah, and like I think that this movie is very much like, you know, I think visually it looks pretty good, like except for the obvious moments where it kind of doesn't, where like the CGI kind of gets a little too big parts. for its britches. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, when they're outside, you can tell it's like they're on location somewhere. They're oh, like yeah. in this big Arctic tundra and you're like, this looks awesome. Like, this is crazy mm-hmm. how like just beautiful this is just by default before well, they start the blowing each other where up. They're like getting the American when the, the test gets sabotaged, but they're like out with the Americans and are walking right. back and they have that shot where it's like them walking and then you see the research facility and like the fire, like kind of in the distance. That shot is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like you're immediately like, oh no, what happened? Where are we? And it's like snowing and it's beautiful. It's just an awesome shot. <clears throat> and it's- I, okay, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna talk because I I've, I went through my, my own horror phases. I watched all of the Saw movies mm-hmm. at one point in time. And I've, I've um, dimmed down a bit since then. Like I, had to, <laughs> I couldn't finish Hereditary. I walked out of the theater when I went to see Hereditary because I was like, ooh, um, no head, no good. I yeah. think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> But like this movie, I feel like is just enough CGI where I'm like, it'll give me a little shiver, but it won't give me a pit in my stomach where I have to like go for a walk and touch grass out in the day. <laughs> uh, but that scene where the two faces get like fused together—that's good. That, That's pretty that, that rules. Good that is a that very is really good, good. That is a great example of like when the shit hits the fan in this movie. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. It the is. faces yeah. fusing together. And that's another thing where uh, that's a tie-in to the first movie. So I guess that's the, like, mm-hmm. right. I guess they find a weird charred corpse with two faces out yeah. in the snow in the first movie. So that's the story of how that thing, mm-hmm. you know, right. got out got out there. So anyway, yeah, a cool but like, tie-in and, yeah, just a, yeah, yeah. a cool effect. And, uh, yeah, anyway. It was, done, it was so cool to watch. Like, And I, it's not doesn't feel like any other movie other than, like, this is the 2011 The Thing. Right. Where those two guys' faces just get melted together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They like take the two guys and they just like smash make them together. Get one guy. You see, you, you see their faces get all guy. up in each other's faces. It's wild. Yeah, and there's like they're both screaming. You can tell it is not fun for they're them. They're not having a good time yeah. about it. it. It's a treat. It's, it's not good for them. You no, they don't like it. It's bad. No, no two guys want to become one guy. No, Mm-mm. that would have been a good twist. For the 2011 if thing. they did like, like it they actually. just like liked it it's fun like, it's fun to it. become the thing yeah. these guys are creeps and they like they're it like, it's actually kind of good yeah. these nasty fuckers love becoming the thing and they're like you know such a good time I think you know and as I was part of the bit we do at this podcast at the end we read a, a review that I find online but as I was looking through these reviews a lot of people say over and over again like this movie doesn't understand what's good about the thing at all by which I think they just mean that there's CGI in it instead of practical yeah, sure. effects, which is like, you know, on a certain level, that's valid. But like, it definitely understands it better than it could have. I was really worried, like, when you think of like famous, like hated remakes that don't get it, like the thing they could do in this movie that would ruin it so fast would be if like a second Mary Elizabeth Winstead showed up and they were like, which one's the real one? Like, which one do yeah, I shoot? Yeah, Tell sure. me something only the real Mary Elizabeth Winstead would know. Like, that would be... I was, like, worried that that was going to happen the whole time. Because it feels like the obvious, like, way to take that premise that's just, like, the hackiest thing. And they don't. Like, it's... They're very careful about, like, how the people who are the things 
express themselves and like the way in which it's just completely and totally like unintelligible. Like, I mean, kind of like I said before, I think this movie is playing a lot more in the, in the sort of uh, area of like the way that our predisposed prejudices affect our judgment when there is actual danger in the way that the original one doesn't really care very much about. Cause not Mm -hmm. only with like the women versus the men, but also with like the, the Dutch guys versus the American guys. Like it's very Mm -hmm. much becomes this back and forth culture thing. Um, which is like a totally reasonable and interesting place to, to take it like thematically, I think. And like, you know, as, as much as it's frustrating, like as much as you want to see, there's a footnote on Wikipedia I'm reading here that says like, there was a, a, a popular hashtag in whatever winter of 2020 after the Snyder cut was announced that <laughs> we're trying to get the director's cut of this movie, which is oh, like, funny. you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm sure that footnote exists on like 90% of like blockbuster failures on Wikipedia mm-hmm. now. Um, Somebody but, wanted that. Yeah. They wanted it. And like, but as much as I roll my eyes at it, it's like, it would be cool mm-hmm. to see. Like, it would be nice. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if the world were different, <laughs> I would be <laughs> yeah. okay with it. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that like, you know, uh, 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 obviously, passions become inflamed when you talk about the Snyder cut, right. uh, which I enjoyed, but, but oh, um, we're all pro Snyder yeah. here. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, I mean the, the, that the baggage that comes with that movie aside, like mm-hmm. it is so fucking cool that we got to see two versions of a movie, one that got recut and fucked with. And then one that was just, you know, pure that guy's brain. Right. Mm-hmm. That is such a, it's such a cool part of, of like, I I love I love that I I totally yeah. hope that becomes I mean I don't think it will but but I think that it would be cool if that became a streaming thing of like getting to see various cuts of right. a movie and especially something that got famously mucked with it's a lot of fun and just like a great like if you're a movie fan like yeah. what a cool mm-hmm. thing to get to see it is totally unlike anything else like I mean we've always had like director's cuts I always think of like daredevil that's a famous like director's cut that's way better than the original movie but like even that is mostly just like some deleted scenes you know like having like taking footage and like totally re-editing it into like a different movie (laughs) it's like i don't think we've ever seen that and you know there are dozens and dozens of movies you could see that and it's almost too bad that like the that it has become such a thing because it feels like such a toxic, I mean, it's the Sonic the Hedgehog thing. It's the last Jedi thing mm-hmm. where people like just want to impose their will on people making movies. But like, if I could see like the Phil Lord, Chris Miller version of solo, that sounds really interesting. That sounds cool. If I yeah. could see you know, like all these things you just see over and over again, you're like, I wish there was a way to ask for that <laughs> without, without, without feeling like a weirdo a about it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it would be cool. I would. Yeah. Lo- I'm like you know. I, sure. I sure would, I would like it if like you would. Yeah. yeah, and it is so like you know couched in the discourse of the like toxic internet asshole. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So so right. Yeah. There's a version of like I'm a movie fan and I think it would be cool to compare them. And then there's a like <laughs> give me the movie I deserve. Exactly. You know, there's that. Yeah. And, and again, it's like yes. Can we? Can we can we exist between these two things? I do I do kind of think we've talked about this before, but like I do kind of doubt that it will ever happen again, because I think sure I think the Snyder cut was a really specific set of circumstances. It really was. not the least yeah. of which being like the profound personal tragedy that led to the events mm-hmm. and people like wanted to stand up for this guy who was like totally just screwed over by the studio after like the death of his daughter and like people really rallied behind that. And there was like so much like support from like the people who actually made the movie as well as fans. And even though it mutated into this weird thing, kind of like the people in the thing mutated into this weird thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I I just don't know if that's a circumstance that's ever going to be replicated again. And even if it is, I don't know if I think movie studios are going to be, (laughs) <laughs> willing to do it again like even as much as success as they yeah, had yeah because the reason that we get the like fucked up messed up versions is because of the studios like the studios wanted this version sure so to yeah them and it is, be the thing right. that you wanted we don't want it actually they'll be like well too bad we made it you know like <laughs> right. yeah and, and there's, it is there's like, no head right. to go above their head kind of you take yeah you do have to, it is there's a certain the certain like subtext in that like the 
the people who aren't the director of that movie kind of have to admit that they fucked up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but you know, again, it's like, there's a way to present these things as like, isn't this cool? Here's two yeah. versions instead <laughs> hey. of like, here's the real one that the fans deserve and yeah. I need the movie you promised mm-hmm. me. You yeah. know, like, you ruined the original. My thing, my, you, I deserve a movie. You know, it's like, there's that, and that is just so the language that's attached to that. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and it stinks. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's how you, that's, I think the real consequence of the Snyder Cut is not like, people trying to get their own cuts of movies. I think it's things like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know. Like we've talked about Ghostbusters Afterlife so often about how like it treats the Ghostbusters like they're like these tragic heroes from this classic story when that movie's about like four sweaty dudes who are like <laughs> trying their right. best to like, I don't know. Who Dan are, who gets... are ghost busting because it's literally the only thing left for them to be able to yeah. do. <laughs> like, and then you no cut to like, hire them for anything. And they just want to be like, so reverential. Be like, we understand. We know what you want. Like we treat this with respect and we know what you like about it. And they're like in a cornfield and they're like, could it be the ghostbusters are returning? <laughs> and you're like, I don't think this is correct. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the ghostbusters were not classy men. Like, they're not really cornfield guys. I don't know. Um, and they weren't, like, heroes of our time either. Like, they did save the world, but they were, like, definitely ghost-busting for a profit. Like, they were just... Sure. Yeah. This is just a day job. Not an all, They were not a non-profit. Yeah, this was not a humanitarian yeah. effort. They weren't doing it for science. Well, they were doing it for science. They were doing it for They science. were also doing it to put bread on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, but- like... So, so are probably these scientists in the thing. Yeah, that's what it like, comes around to. Yeah. We should not encourage people to be doing science anymore. Stop doing mm-hmm. STEM. Stop. Get out of STEM. Get out of right STEM. <laughs> we are anti-science. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, it feels like we might be kind of trying to wrap up. I think like there's so much like in the middle where they're just like humming and doing their thing that works so well. Oh, yeah. I think there's, I think the ending is weird. I don't like. Okay. That is something. It is weird that there are yeah. two different movies from the 2010s where Mary Elizabeth Winstead is, like, trapped in a bunker, but then she, like, gets out at the end and, like, sees the alien spaceship, and it's, like, the worst part of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. And this oh, ten, oh, 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Lane. yeah. <laughs> and, like... I guess that is. I like correct. the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, really? I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's divisive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane is great. I like the aliens in that. Yeah, but like, too. it's just it's such an odd thing, and that set looks a lot like the set from Ten Cloverfield Lane, also. And I just made me think about it. Like, obviously, you watch it and you're like, I kind of wanted to watch the original thing, but I was also like, I want to watch Ten Cloverfield Lane too. Like, it's yeah. just the kind of movie that kind of reminds you of better movies in a lot of ways. Yeah, I thought. Uh, this movie really kind of did lose me when we got on the ship because yeah. it brought back all the weird feelings I had about the crab driving the ship. And right. it's also just weird that we're there. And like, I thought the monster's plan would be to like, there's nowhere for it to go. And she's like, yes, there is. And I thought they meant the Russian camp. That's just a little ways away. Like I thought that was clearly if it's like a virus and wants to spread, that's where mm-hmm. more humans are nearby. Right. That made sense to me. But they're like, no, it just wants to bail. It just wants to get out of here. Yeah. And I was like, Maybe it just wanted to go home. Well, mm-hmm. I was kind like, of sure. like, yeah. like, just Ugh. let it. It's came out, the original came out the same year as E.T. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> like, maybe it just about... wants to leave. And, it, and like, it can we just successful? let it go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they're like, if our alien just got to go home, people would have like flocked to the the theaters. Sure, in yeah. <laughs> so people want to see is alien. they want to see the alien go home. Right. Okay, I have to say this. I I was not a child of the eighties, but I. E.T. is the ugliest motherfucker on no. the planet. That guy is not cute. <laughs> I hate gross. that Yes, thing. he is. Yes, he is. He has big he's eyes and he's huggable. He's and when he's in that wig... I don't touch that guy. I don't remember who it was. There was somebody who does a stand-up bit about how like E.T.'s an adult. Like he has a job. Like he's a scientist <laughs> yeah, he's a on his planet. Man. Like what are you doing hanging out with this ten year old E.T.? He does he's you're a like, grown he's man. Taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, E.T.'s Listen, not cute. E.T. should go home because I never want to see him again. I kinda like Would you rather hug E.T. or the thing? Adeline? I would rather hug Which the thing. Would you honestly, hug? because then when I hug the thing, I would be dead and that would be the right. end of it. I would have to live with the fact with that the I hug E.T. 
I would have to live with the memory of touching E.T.'s ball sack body. And I don't want <laughs> just be Audrey tooed into oblivion. Just yeah. A goop, a goop person. But like him getting on this spaceship didn't make sense with what I thought the monster's goal was. And also I just didn't understand what we were doing anymore. Like if the, if the alien just leaves, like good, great. Is he coming back with more friends? Is he going to just fly right. to New yeah. York City? 100,000 like, years doing? later. Yeah, like I just, I didn't know what we were doing at that point and we killed him, so great. But I was like, why didn't he just go to like the Russian base? Why are we here? Let him do his it's thing. It's because we wanted a fun set piece. That's why we're here, but yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. Uh, and I then... feel like the move should have been like, the, the thing is it, you can see the, the spaceship, but like there's gross thing remnants of like some other alien race so you can right. really tell that it's and you're just like, like oh some he didn't virus. fly the ship and you're like <laughs> yeah. oh good yeah you're like oh that makes sense yeah. so other people are trying to colonize earth and then they didn't get the chance thank you antarctica uh yeah it's like i don't just let him go. I don't know why they're trying. They're yeah. so hard. He's trying to leave. Like, what do you want? It doesn't. He's not like articulate. He's not like monologuing about what he's going to do once he leaves. He, does, just, he learns language, though. I guess. I guess. That's all. Awesome. just be I the people. Know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're wrapping up. Any any final thoughts? <laughs> like, you know, it, I think it's fine. Like, I think it's totally good. Like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> it like, works as well as it needs to. It's obviously not as good as the original, and it does a lot of the same things that the original does, but, like, not as good. But, like, the original's still good, so, like... Yeah, you still have the it's original. Still, it still kind of works, you know, in the same way the original does. I don't know. Yeah, if you I think, think it'd be, a, I think it'd be a fun back to back after kind of like looking at all the like looking at those features with all with it shows the parallels. I think it'd be a fun night to like watch the original thing and then take a little break, right? Uh, yeah, and then you know, shot. and then watch this one and kind of like have some enjoy, snacks. right? Yeah, yeah, have, yes, have a yeah, go to Denny's, <laughs> get a get a chicken patty that's been disguised as a hamburger <laughs> patty. If this and, movie came out yeah. and it were called the arctic adventure or whatever sure. and they were just like we're we're really inspired by the thing here's our new original sci-fi movie do you guys think like obviously i don't think it would be hated as well but like do you think it would have gone over and been like a popular movie uh i i know yeah i i understand the thought exercise i mean it is so like it is so similar you know just like right. we said that like the plot beats are the same yeah. so i don't think that exactly be able to get away with that of like yeah be like it's not related what are you yeah about? it's yeah. yeah it's right the object um yeah, yeah I don't, I, but but i know what you I, I but i can tell what you're getting at of this like idea of you know if this didn't have the kind of like fanboy you don't get the original, right? Mm, well, you just know. didn't have the shadow of the original over it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting. I I mean, I think it would kind of like it, it might be one of those movies. It probably maybe would have done a little better monetarily, and yeah, it might be one of those <laughs> movies that like, you know, kind of gets the horror fan reevaluation. I'm thinking of like that movie Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. um yeah. mm -hmm. which is this like anthology Halloween movie from I think kind of the same period of right. like. You know, it kind of has this thing of like, this is the like underappreciated movie you never saw. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I watched that recently and totally liked it. But I think horror fans like to discover the undiscovered gem. <laughs> right, I think they yeah. really like finding the like this movie. And I think that's the original thing was like a bomb that people rediscovered. It was. So, totally. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that like maybe yes, if this movie was the object or you know Arctic Friends or something yeah, right. like that, uh -huh. um, yeah, maybe <laughs> it would have gotten that kind of reevaluation. Like, hey, there's this movie that was inspired by the thing, and it's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah, it, maybe it would have gotten that treatment. And I think a lot of horror fandom is really built around that kind of attitude. Like even when you look at like, you know. There are 8 million sequels to Halloween, to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, to Chucky, like these things. Mm -hmm. And people will like get in there. <laughs> They'll like wade through all of it and watch mm -hmm. all of them and be like, you know what? These ones have something interesting. Like right, yeah. Halloween Four's 3 is not good. that good, but Five Halloween 4 great. has kind of got yeah. some juice. Yeah. Like right. that kind of thing. I don't know if that's true. I haven't sure. seen any of the Halloween sequels. But like, 
you know, and I wonder, I mean, they love to like, just go back and dig stuff up and like find stuff and figure out these old things and like reappraise them. So, I mean, I don't know, even being a remake of the thing, I wonder if this movie might get there eventually, because I think even now, I guess 10 years after it came out, like the, the CGI looks so quintessentially kind of of its time. Yeah. When we were like, that's yeah, that's a, that's an unfortunate part of it. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's kind of what it will hurt its chances of getting a, you know, right. Well, Well, but I think think that's that's what it might help its chances. I think people might look at it and be like, this looks exactly like 2011. Like they had this thing. They're like trying really hard to do these full figures that don't quite blend in. Like, I wonder Mm -hmm. if that sort of like, not literally analog, but the like mm-hmm. analog nostalgia, quote unquote, of that, you know, maybe five years from now, 10 years from now, will really kick in. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, whenever we had like the full body CGI people, like I always thought, like, this looks like Silent Hill. Like, this looks like a video right. game. Yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. like the level that the graphics are at. Like, this looks like Resident Evil, like three, like that kind right. of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a nostalgia tied into like that bad CGI. Sure. It's really interesting to look at. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I feel I have to address this. In the chat, we've got somebody named Farshend Chops who's been <laughs> tweeting up a storm about they don't know us, they don't know who we are, and they've uh, delivered some guesses as to who we are and what our names are. Oh. Uh, so here we go. Top left, I think that's me. Uh, my name is Neville. Mm-hmm. I'm 23 and I work as a casino manager. Mm-hmm. Adeline it's is my sure. si- is my sister Rebecca. You're 21 and you're a bartender. Oh. Wow. Uh, Click on that. Keisha, uh, you are my wife, Gabby. Uh, you're 22 and you're also a barista and an author oh. of children's books. Mm-hmm. I, think that's probably, cool. I think that's how you met, actually. Um, and this one is weirdly rude. I'm sorry, Jordan, <laughs> in advance. I mean, maybe oh, no. don't read it then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Jordan says... Uh, uh, you're my father, Hugo, uh, mm-hmm. and you are a professional farter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's oh. that, I suppose. <laughs> Twitch is weird, so, man. I'm, is I'm weird. sorry to relate no, to these, that's okay. I mean, I'm so I would confused as to who this new person is. I would, yeah. love, to go pro. I would love to go pro with my farter. <laughs> Can I get paid for that? Hell yeah. yeah. Jackson and I, I got married in a play I'm going to be a fan of Jordan if they're new here, but I guess they're a fan of nobody. Nobody. And they've just shown up. giving out guesses. Yeah. That's fun. I like to do that all the time. When, whenever, we there's like this, um, seven mile race called Bloomsday in Spokane where I live. And mm. whenever I do that, I usually do it alone and I'll just like make up stories about the people that I'm running <laughs> next to. I'll be like, yeah, that person, their name is Greg and he collects He's going through a bad bodies. divorce. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I can tell it by the way he's running. He's running away from something. Uh, okay, so uh, if you like the show, if you are watching on Twitch right now, you can follow us on uh, any number of podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. It's We have an intermediary that puts it on all those. If you're listening to the podcast right now, you can follow us on Twitch because we stream the show live every Saturday morning, more or less. Um, and the cartoon. it's always fun to go by. You can swing by and guess what our names are and be like a little bit more rude to our guests than you really need to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was that rude. No, I was, I was, <laughs> it's, you know, was guys, like, guys was, having fun. He's having he's fun. Having fun. Uh, he's like, so they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Oh no. You're oh, not shit. my father. I didn't and get it. He just yeah. goes on to streams like, are you my it's dad? my dad. Are yeah. The guy's just looking for his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jepperpack. You can follow Adeline at Hollowbackhorse. You can follow our podcast Twitter page at Cool Takes Pod. And Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. Do you want to plug anything before we head out, Jordan? Uh, sure. Yeah. If anybody uh, is is uh, a fan of graphic novels, mm. sci-fi, or comedy, uh, or maybe you're looking for a great holiday gift for someone who's into those things, uh, mm. I co-wrote a graphic novel called Bubble. Um, it's like a it's a kind of a satirical uh, sci-fi comedy. It's about people who kind of live in a dome city and have to participate in this kind of life or death version of the gig economy to survive. Uh, there are aliens, there are monsters. Um, there are yeah. some things. 
there's some there's some things there's some yeah there's some thing like yeah i guess maybe there is some like thing influence in in bubble now that now that i think about it uh yeah it's uh it's a ton of fun it's available at your local uh indie bookstore or comic book store it's called bubble once again and you should get it excellent okay uh and we do have 50 followers now on twitch Yay! we we did just hit that hit that milestone uh so assuming we can uh get affiliate i need to go through that paperwork but that's good to know <laughs> our patreon now it's time for some paperwork <laughs> yeah. uh, our patreon is a work in progress that'll probably be up within the next week but we're going to be doing commentary tracks there uh we've already done one for robocop uh and the bit here is that we are letting our listeners decide what movies we record commentary tracks for full stop and it seems as though December 1st we'll be uploading a commentary track of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 so look forward nice, to that nice. on the Patreon <laughs> always bet on Blart always and, bet on Blart and uh, would you guys like to uh, hear a five star review of the 2011 version of The Thing that'd be great I would uh, uh, oh, I lost it one moment okay here it is <laughs> This person gives the thing five stars, and they say, Millennials be like, this is totally me when I don't have my coffee. Mm. <laughs> That's five sure, stars. Truer words. Truer words were never spoken. I have noticed that about them. They that is, are. Millennials they do, are, like, they do be fucking, like that. Fucking millennials, man. They be like that. I have always known I them to be like that. I noticed this morning... Uh, my nose ring did fall out this morning, so mm. maybe I am the thing. Could be the thing. That was a sign. We didn't think know, to check. I know when you're though. the thing. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even maybe, think to check before we started recording whether any of us were yeah, things. Filling Dang. check. I don't filling have check. any. Ayo. check. Anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. <laughs> my name is Adelaide McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And this has been the Cool Takes Pod, and we will see you uh, next week for Eternals. We're going to be talking about Eternals. Keisha and I are very excited about Eternals. We really liked it! <laughs> uh, and, and to no one's surprise. <laughs>